0: Going on, guys. Miss Jay here, and we're back with a new episode of Community Tuesdays. We're continuing the conversation about Minority Mental Health Month, and this week I am joined with Melody Gross. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, what's going on with you? <laughs> so I'm really excited to have you on because the previous episode, me and Vivian kind of talked about domestic violence, and kind mm-hmm. of shared my story, which I don't even know how she pulled it out of me, but yeah. Shout out to Vivian. <laughs> yes, yes,
1: I love Vivian. She's dope.
0: <laughs> yes, she really is. I know, me. You kind of had like a Similar situations, yeah. domestic violence. I really don't know your story that well and mm-hmm. you really don't know mine, but we're going to get to that. We're going to yeah, get to words. that. So in case someone doesn't know who you are, kind of tell them about yourself, what mm.
1: all you do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so I'm Melody. I'm originally from Harlem. I've been in Charlotte for almost eight years now. Who didn't know you was from New York? I mean, I mean
0: it's all through you. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, literally all through you. You're right. So I moved here in 2011 um, with my son. I Kind of moved here because I wanted the low cost of living, Mm. right? And I wanted a different environment for him. Actually, see some like greenery and shit. Right. So, um, <laughs> so I moved here and I will say, like, it's just been a whirlwind, like, even mm-hmm. from the moment I um moved here. So, by day, I am the director of marketing communications at a local nonprofit. Um, I also own my own PR agency, the Stacey Agency. Okay. We work with speakers, authors, and nonprofits. So, to elevate their um, message through public relations and community relations as well.
0: Okay.
1: I am also the co host. Of the NPOMG podcast okay. where we interview local nonprofit professionals about just, just the industry in general, right? And we actually record here at Hooga. Shout out to Hooga. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keeping uh, us in business over seriously, here. Seriously, <laughs> work. I am a community lover. Like I f- I love all things that have to do with community and connecting with people. I am also the co-founder of hashtag BWENCLT. That is just like a we don't even know what it is yet. It's evolving. <laughs> like, you know, um, myself and Davida Galloway, shout out. That's my homegirl. And so it's really just supporting black women entrepreneurs. Not that other women haven't been doing it before us, but it's definitely something that's much needed. And as an entrepreneur myself, um I definitely can see like where we need that support, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So definitely. I'm also the mom to the awesome KGB. If you follow me <laughs> on social media, you know I girl. Those conversations
0: he <laughs> having me yeah, dying. <laughs> he's
1: hilarious. I am his mom, and he's just like this really dope ten year old kid who's probably going on like twenty, right? So <laughs> they always are. Yeah, he's he's out of control. That's I guess the gist of what I do, right? Right. I also blog. Uh, I write. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, you got a lot going on. Yes, and
0: I am a um survivor of domestic violence. Okay. okay. Yeah. Or- when I first heard about the article Yeah uh, The Queen City Nerve <laughs> yeah. I read it and I didn't really think twice about it so I was yeah. just like okay whatever you know yeah. what I mean like you have the right to voice your opinion yeah, how everyone sure. like whatever else yeah. and so then when I saw Davida coming I was <laughs> oh, like ooh man. okay let me read it but th- let me go back and read it and yeah. I've been in Charlotte for most of my adult life I yeah. literally moved here when I was 17 so word? I was I seen it go from like this is a city to like nah Debra, this is a city okay right, like, right word. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, like, even though I don't have the the native attached to my name, mm-hmm. I've been here for a while. Like, yeah. this this yeah. is my first move. Like, I've been here. So, when I went back and read it with that mindset, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. when it changed. Mm-hmm. Because when I first read it, it was just like, hey, black girl got shy. You know what I mean? Girl, yeah. talk your junk. Whatever. Yeah. But then when I read what Davida said and you saw you guys' conversation, I took the moment to really go back and look yeah. at it as someone who is trying to make it here in charlotte mm-hmm. someone who has been here and you supported some of the people that are popping right now mm-hmm. and now trying to get my foot in and mm-hmm. seeing like yeah everybody ain't for me but when those people come that are yeah shit get lit you right. know what i mean right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like when i looked at it with that mindset that's yeah. when it changed yeah and i was like okay I see yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I see on both views, but at the same time, yeah. like, I'm in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying. I'm itching. Like, it's just yeah. not a podcast. Like, for four years, I was trying to be a radio star. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, when school, paid for that, all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, right. th- okay. Fun not- fact, that's what I studied in college at one point. I was okay. like, oh, okay, I want to be on the radio. Of course. Girl, <laughs> you have the personality for it, so. That's <laughs> But it's really, like, it's different when yeah. you put yourself in those shoes, when you're yeah. not just reading it with just, like, a general yeah. mask on, you know? Yeah. So what was the conversation like? Cause I know you would have one yeah. like, hey David, you should do that. Yeah. But like she was like, uh uh-uh. uh, come yeah. on in.
1: <laughs> right. Word. So um it's interesting. Like <laughs> so this this has been a really interesting couple of weeks um regarding that <laughs> referral. It really has. I read the article and I I got what they were saying from mm-hmm. the perspective of why, one of the reasons why I left New York. You know, I did not feel that I could accomplish what I needed to accomplish and what I have accomplished mm-hmm. in New York. So I get that concept of you're trying, you're trying, you're trying, and you're constantly met with these barriers. And you're constantly met with these barriers because you're black. And then you're constantly meeting these barriers because you're a black woman. Mm-hmm. And then you're not a nonprofit. You know, so I definitely understood the viewpoint of that. You know, also, I understand where it's like, no, there's people here that even are my friends who are successful and they are doing it here, you know. So I think that's where, you know, a lot of emotions around the article were because it's like, well, hold up, like, I'm doing this, I'm here, and I'm successful Mm -hmm. in my own terms. What that looks like for anyone is up to them. You know what I mean? Uh So I did. I went to Davida. I just like, hey, like you should totally do this. And she was like, yeah, we should. And I was just like, that's not, (laughs) that's not what I said. I said you, but here we are, right? I've learned a lot going to um, Black Tech Charlotte's event. And I've learned a lot as a businesswoman from even Jenea Massey, who does mm-hmm. Women Entrepreneur 2.0. Like that's stuff that's been here in terms of just supporting black women entrepreneurs, you know? And so I think there's a place for both, right? Yeah. It's like, yes, and. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I'm learning just in general. It's like, oh. yes, And, Mm -hmm. you know, a good friend of mine taught me that. And I was just, I keep that in mind where I hear like people have these conflicting views Mm -hmm. and they seem like it has to be one or the other. Mm -hmm. Right. And not necessarily, that doesn't have to be the case. It'd be, yes, yes, Charlotte places huge barriers, you know, for black women entrepreneurs to really succeed, Mm -hmm. you know, and there are motherfuckers out here doing it and doing it well. Well, yes. You know, Mm -hmm. and supporting other ones. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's just been interesting, and we're really trying to make it so that we meet the needs of these women who want to be entrepreneurs. But then also, something that was brought up that's really important And, you know, in that town hall is we have to stop thinking as Mm self-made. We cannot do this on our own. That means, for instance, originally I wanted to just mainly focus on marketing communications as a whole. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I don't want to do that, right? (laughs) I just want to focus on the PR aspect of it or the community relations aspect Uh of someone's messaging and branding. So now I'm like, okay, who can I work with? and partner with to build a business where they can do the marketing, whether that's email marketing, social media, whatever, and so that we are collective. And so I think self-made is overrated. That shit is overrated. Mm -hmm. I'm constantly about partnership. Like I said, this is a partnership with DaVita. The podcast is a partnership, (laughs) you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying, with um, Shannon McKnight, who's an amazing entrepreneur who's been in business for 10-plus years in Charlotte. You know what I mean? And it doesn't have to be solely just one aspect or your whole business. It can be parts of your business, Mm -hmm. right? Right. We all side hustling damn near. We all are, (laughs) you know, juggling so many different roles. Yeah. And then my focus for me is, how do I then also support black women mothers, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm a mom where I'm able to move freely just because of the way my son is like he's a super independent kid, you know, but I, I have different needs than say Davida, you know what I yeah. mean? So there's certain things I just can't do or attend because I have a, you know, son. I have mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm still meeting those needs. It's still a different dynamic, but it's yes and. Yeah. You know, I love that. Yes. Yeah. And
0: yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> So I know you guys had a very successful turnout mm-hmm. on the first one, and I even joined the group because I'm right. like, okay, let's let's continue. Because I wasn't able to make it to the conversation, yeah. but mm-hmm. I'm like, I was there. Yeah, I was listening in. I'm yeah, looking at right. the tweet. so everything was lit. I'm like, okay, yes, you know. Yeah. So what do you think for you? I know you can't mm-hmm. speak for the Vita, but mm-hmm. for you, what would your next step be?
1: Yeah, in the group, we're asking what's needed. Mm -hmm. right and pooling our resources you know in terms of like those who are startups those who are funding and the niches that they're trying to build so for me it's like really just meeting the needs of what these women want I'm not going to guess that I'm not going to say like well I need this so then I think that they Mm -hmm. need that too I'm not going to do that I'm going to ask and I think that's the biggest thing that's missing throughout Charlotte is like stop asking the same motherfuckers (laughs) what somebody else need like go directly to them you know Mm -hmm. go to the source so whatever the they say they need that's what we're going to try to provide you know I think that's that's basically what Davida is saying as well too you know that's what it is for me more than anything else is what's the need so whether that's workshops whether that's putting them on to grants and funding whether that's having people come in and letting them know like from the basis of like how do you juggle all of that how do you juggle working Mm. full-time if that's what you're doing how do you juggle that with being a mom, right? How do you juggle that with being a partner, right? Yeah. So how do you, you know, build the confidence to talk about your business in a way that people are interested in it right that's those are all big aspects of it but then also it's like get your credit in order you know what i'm saying i'm yes i'm going to that class okay right like first i'll be sitting yes. in the front taking notes like okay you yeah. know what i mean get your credit and that's something that um inovia had mentioned too is like you know get your credit and natalie williams as well she's from the women's business center she mentioned that as mm-hmm. well like Get your credit in order, right? Yeah. What does that look like? And it's you know, and and that gives me anxiety too. Like yeah. real talk, like that gives me anxiety. You facing shit, you know, because <laughs> right mistakes, you know? loans, all right. kind of stuff, <laughs> you know. And so, um, really get into the root of that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, every entrepreneur is going to have a different need. But a lot of it is foundational stuff that we really have to get in order. And I say we, I honestly mean we. Because mm-hmm. I'm still building and I'm still, you know, learning more things about myself and trying to, you know, create systems so that it's easier. And especially because I work full time and I am a mom, I have to create systems, yeah. right? So that things just kind of flow a little bit easier. So, yeah. So, um I'm. I'm excited. It was unexpected. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But I am excited about where that goes. Um, I appreciate all the support and even the criticism that we've gotten as well too. Cause it wasn't all. Everybody was like, "Oh yeah." It was like we like, nah. Yeah all back you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. and so I totally respect all of that like I'm here for it all like I mean I don't take no so it's okay like I don't take no for an answer ever so yeah well you know with consent right?
0: right. So anyways, <laughs> nah, disclaimer yeah. okay all right so I had to touch on that because I all feel right. like I wasn't doing my due diligence if I want her asking I mean I get
1: it yeah I get it <laughs>
0: Hey guys, Miss Jay here, and I just want to say thank you for listening to Community Tuesdays and supporting InSoul Media. If you haven't, please make sure you like, rate, follow, comment, whatever you need to do to let me know that you're listening. And also, make sure you let us know what you thought of the show. As always, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook or even Twitter, InSoul Media. The main topic that we're here yeah. for is to talk mm-hmm. about life after domestic violence. Word. Meh. Yeah, okay, man. so I was 19 to 22 yeah. when I had my situation. Yeah, That definitely put me on hold for a long time. Long now. Like, I mean, it literally took, I'm 28. Yeah. And it took me to this year to tell myself I'm allowed to want love, I'm mm-hmm. allowed to feel love, and I'm allowed to feel affection. It's yeah. nothing wrong with it. Like, you don't yeah. have to tell everybody, no, nah, I'm good, I'm single, I'm good. Yeah. And That was six years, you know, so even with that, I'm glad I was aware Mm -hmm. that I was putting myself in a category, Mm kind of like telling myself what I shouldn't allow. And it's like, girl, you better allow yourself to feel because you've been telling yourself no, because feelings got me into the situation, right? Right. you know, and that's some things that I haven't really been able to talk about Mm -hmm. because a lot of people who weren't in those situations, domestic violence, they think once it's over, it's done. Yeah. And it's like no, yeah. no, no, no. Not at all. We're not even talking about physical. We're mm-hmm. talking about emotional, mm-hmm. like mentally. Like you have to tell yourself yep. that shit wasn't your fault, right. <laughs> and it's okay. It's right. time to to move on. Like you can do this, but you got to do the work mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. So. What was your aftermath like?
1: Mm, what was my? I'm glad you used that term, aftermath. Mm-hmm. Cause it, yeah, so my aftermath was not easy. I can only speak for myself. I don't really know, you know, if this has happened. I'm sure it's happened to other people. So I can give you the, <laughs> the exact date. So March 12, 2016, mm-hmm. right? He and I were arguing because he hadn't been paying any bills, right? He, you know, we've been arguing and stuff, and he's like... Well, I'm not paying anything until you talk to me. And I'm like, bro, you can't live anywhere for free. So you got to go, right? So now let's circle back. Like, you would think <laughs> that I would have left before that, right? Like That's what I that, always say. You know like, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you would think that the choking and the, you know, slamming on the ground and the knee in the chest and the sprained ankle and all of that yeah. stuff and the bruises, like, that would have been like, oh, nah, like, it's time to go. That wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. it was. Him deciding that he didn't want to support, you know, the household. And to be clear, like, he is not my child's father. Mm-hmm. You know, thank goodness. You know what I mean? That would have been a whole nother battle. And, you know, so I left. And we were arguing, so I left. And I remember I was taking my son to um, theater class. And, you know, he's blowing up my phone. And I just was like, yeah, we don't have nothing to talk about. You need to leave my house, you know. And so he said, bitch, you're going to go to jail. And I'm like, all right, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I go over my business. I think I might have stayed at my sister's house or something. I can't even remember all of that. But I just remember my stepmom calling me like, yeah, so he pressed charges against you. Wow. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you got to go down to the the courts. And I'm just like, what did he, you know, he's like, he said that you threw a sneaker at him. I'm like, what? Like, I was (laughs) like, um... All right, like, okay, so, you know, so I'm bugging because I'm, like, I grew up in Harlem in the 80s and 90s. I've You know, I've had plenty of fights, won some, lost some. Right. And I've never had to go through a system. (laughs) Yes. Ever. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting there, like, so they're driving me. And, matter of fact, they didn't tell me until they were, you know, they just said, look, you got to go down and whatever. And they didn't tell me what the charge was until we got there. And they said it was, my my stepmom was like, it's an assault. And I was like... So just take me back and let's make sure that this we can actually it have the assault, right? <laughs> so if that's the case, yeah. you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, so I went in. They was like, well, you just got a desk appearance ticket or, you know, you got to see the magistrate. Out here, is, you know, you see the magistrate. So I go see the magistrate like the next day or something like that. And I'm calling my job. I said, look, like this is what's, what's going on. I went down there and they gave me, you know, a, a date to meet with mediators. I'm like, mediators? We're not married. Well, how do I need to sit? You know, and it's like, well, you have to come to an agreement, whatever. And they said, they said, yeah. So you know, that it's a simple assault, you know. And I'm like, okay. So you trying to take me from my son? No, no, no. So yes. Yeah, so we go there, and he shows up now. I didn't even know. Like he mm-hmm. shows up and I'm coming out the court and he's trying to talk to me. He's like, "All you got to do is talk to me and listen." I said, "We don't have nothing to talk about. You officially like crossed all yeah. lines. Hell yeah. We have nothing to talk about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to mess up my livelihood. I like leave my house or whatever. I'm not staying at my house. I'm staying at my sister's. I stayed there for like two weeks or whatever. And then they was like, you got to go back home. Like, you know, they're like, come on, you, can, you know, it's your place. You got to go back home. So like towards the end of the month, I go back home and I see it's just like the house is just a wreck or whatever. I'm like, OK, it's not too bad, but all right, whatever. So I get situ- situated. My son comes back. I'm asleep. April 2nd, it was his birthday. Mm. And so I hear something and I'm like, what the hell? Then I'm thinking, all right, I'm, I'm bugging, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it's upstairs or whatever. Yeah, he done climbed in the bedroom window Girl. and came out of the bedroom. I slept in the living room because mm-hmm. he took the bed. Oh, that was the thing. He took the bed out the house. Mm-hmm. And I had had the sofa blocking the balcony or right. whatever, but he climbed through, you know, he's drunk or whatever. And he's like, you know, why are you doing this? I was like, you need to leave. My son is here. You need to go. And he's trying to be all calm, but, you know, crazy is crazy. And I hate to mm-hmm. use that term, but it is what it is, you know. And so I was like, if you don't leave, I'm going to call the police. And he was like, you know, you're doing this, you're, you know, whatever, and all this other crap. And I'm like, man, so I call the police. And so he leaves. Mm-hmm. Police come, and they're like, well, we don't, you know, they like,
0: well. We don't get into this. We don't, see no, right. we don't see
1: no evidence, whatever. And I'm like, he just climbed through my window, <laughs> you know. He was coming to my job. He went to my job and told my job I got arrested. You know, never got arrested, mind you, but I got arrested, right? Um, That I abused him, that I was abusive one. I, you know, all this craziness. He went to my sister's house. He went to my stepmom's house. He went to my friend's job, you know, Mm -hmm. because the idea is like, I'm going to turn everybody against you, you. Mm -hmm. right? And so we go to mediation and we're sitting there, two guys, two white guys, and they this man sat for like 30, 40 minutes telling his story about how he took care of me and how he took care of his son my son and da 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 and all this other stuff and and I'm sitting there like, yo, <laughs> what? So he's like, all she has to do is say that she the mediator said, Well, we can and you know, this can be easy, just get a restraining orders like for both of you guys or whatever. And he's like, No, she just needs to say that she, you know, she threw the sneaker. I said, I ain't saying shit. No, no, that's right. I was like, I ain't do nothing. And you've done worse. Like, I was on crutches for months. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have bruises on my body. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to sit here and make me, like, apologize for throwing a sneaker. Right. Like, mm-hmm. kiss my ass. Like, you can't be serious. <laughs> the mediator's like, well, you know, if you guys don't come to agreement, you got to go to criminal court. And I was like, well, I guess we'll be going and <laughs> so and that just really made him living, mad you know yeah. what I'm saying because he's like I want to prove you know that you are who I say you are and mm-hmm. I'm like nah like not at all you know I went to the court and they said well you have to get a lawyer I said alright so I you know I had to get a public defender or whatever and shout out to her because like so she calls me and I tell her all the details, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. All the years, I said, look, if you check his record, he has a record of domestic violence. We're going through back and forth, whatever, they kind of postpone and stuff like that. But even when I went to get my court date, he shows up afterwards again. And I said, yo, what are you doing? He was like, I'll drop the charges if you talk to me. I said, I don't have nothing to talk to you. Die slow. Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, die slow. Like, at this point, like, I don't even care. You know, I said, matter of fact, let me go get my gun permit. Cause I'm not playing with you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not playing with you. You're wilding. <laughs> Like you're trying to take me from my son. You understand what I'm saying? You're trying to separate me from the one person who solely relies on me. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't rely on anyone else but me. He can't rely on his father. He can't rely on other family members, but he can rely on me. Mm-hmm. So how dare you? How dare you? And I didn't know what the, you know, I'm, I'm new to the system. So I'm like, I don't know what. Yeah, the process the is. The process like, is in yeah. terms of like, what am I facing? Am I facing just community service or am I facing time? You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I don't want to hear nothing you got to say. Get your shit out. Even after he climbed in my house and was stalking me, right? Mm-hmm. Stalking is illegal. In mm-hmm. case people don't know, like it is illegal Legit. to stalk someone. Yeah. Right? I went to go get a restraining order. The the judge, a white woman, I don't remember her name, but a, a white woman sat there, let this man talk for forty minutes. He came in with his Bible and oh all this other stuff, and he's, you know, and he's telling all of these stories of how he took care of us and da 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 da. da. And I'm like, Sydney there, live it. Live it. Mm-hmm. And I said, He climbed in my window. He's been stalking me. She says, You're just mad because he broke up with you. And I said, Word? If I die, I'm coming back for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, be clear. Like, be clear. And so she did not give me the restraining order. Never mind that he has a record. I was in that same court a year before. I said, all right, cool. And so he was stalking me and calling my thing, and I had to call his mom, and I said, look, you should talk to your son and tell him to stop contacting me and my family because if not, I'm going to come to your house. And it's not gonna be sweet. And I meant that wholeheartedly. Cause at this point, all gloves were off. Yeah, hell yeah. All gloves were off. Like I wasn't, I was not backing down at this point. You know what mm. I mean? Because you messing with my livelihood. I'm about to lose my apartment, because my management office is like, well, I mean, he shouldn't have been in anyway, so good luck. Girl, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like we don't talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. We don't talk about how victims and survivors lose their homes, you know, lose their apartments because of that. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I had a job who' Luckily and unluckily. Luckily, I had a job who had experienced that with two other employees. Mm. Two other employees. Never mind that there should be a policy, domestic violence policy at all employers. Yes. That's a side note. So in the meantime of all of that, I am trying to literally heal in the chaos, right? I am trying to regain my confidence, I am trying to make sure my son is okay. I am trying to all of these things, and so you know, I put my son in counseling. I went back to counseling. I'm trying to find anything, like literally, I'm trying anything and everything to start this healing because I could not live like that anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I winded up having to print out every single text message, every single email. I had to get signed documentation from my stepmom, my two sisters, one of my good friends. My two colleagues, the security guard who had to walk me to my son's school and to the bus stop every day that I worked because he kept following me. That's fucking insane. We go to court, and at this point, I'm ready. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I have a stack. And I, it's funny because on my way here, I was looking for something to wear. And I still have that folder with all of that mm-hmm. stuff, you know, because it is a reminder for me, you know, of the, everything that I went through. To kind of get, to get my freedom back. Not even kind yeah. of, to get my yeah. freedom back. We went to the court and my, you know, my lawyer speaks to me again. Amazing black woman. I think her name is Kennedy. Dope. She came in with the fro. Oh my God, she's gorgeous. <laughs> Set you on fire. Huh? Yo, she was dope. And I think so, I actually know who you're talking about. Yeah, word, she's, mm-hmm. yeah she's popping. So she says, tell me the story again. So I said, tell her again. And I said, look, to be clear, this is my abuser using the system to control me. I need you to understand that. And so she spoke to a colleague, and she came back to me, and she was like, yeah, so he's saying that you slapped him now. It's going from a simple assault to assault. Mm -hmm. So you're really, really trying to lay it on. You know, we sat there, and I said, well, she said, well, we might have to get a continuous. I said, I don't even care. Whatever we need to do, but he's not getting away with it. I suffered for too long. Mm -hmm. I suffered with being called a whore and a cunt and, you know, implying that I'm giving some guy oral sex at my job. You know what Mm, I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. all types of craziness. You know what I mean? On the, you know, on the highway and saying I killed both of us. Like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Enough was enough. So he told the DA that or whatever the kitchen be. He even told my lawyer that. And the DA dropped the charges. He was pissed, obviously. He stormed out. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. whatever. And I was just happy laughing. You know, that's what you get. Mm Because you lied. Now you went extra. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That was, that was freeing. But I wasn't completely free yet. Right. I wasn't completely free until I really actually said out loud that I was abused, that I was yes. a domestic violence mm-hmm. victim, that I was a domestic violence survivor. I did not say those words for the longest at all. I, I just did it, you know, because I made it real. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Even now, sometimes I be like, did that really happen? Happ-
0: yes. Yes. you know what I'm saying Yeah,
1: I got the pictures I got everything but did it really mm-hmm.
0: happen because it seems so long ago but it's it like it's not like yeah. it's, it's right there like yeah. <laughs> at the top of your brain is yeah. right there yeah yeah totally it was so funny that you brought up the Afro lady in the court oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> my ex definitely had a stealing problem and I used to work at Target Mm. so he was stealing shit, never knew about it. And then one day, they came over and cut my light off. And y'all know how it is when you about to get fired. So I'm thinking, I had just applied to be like a new position, so I'm like, oh, about to right. get this money, you know? So they take me back there, and they're like, yeah, you've been stealing. And I was like, no, I haven't. Like, what are you talking about? They was like, yeah, we have you on camera. And so like, I'm caught I'm like like, I don't know what you're talking about so I get charged with a a felony I'm just like what in the world so I can't go back to college I'm I'm 20 years old can't go back can't apply for you know grants and stuff because you got a record now And so in the meantime, like, I'm thinking to myself, like, nah, he wouldn't do that to me. Like, come on now. Like, right. I'm allowing you. Like, you're going pull my edges out, slam my head in the wall. Like, you done all this stuff, you're not going to take away the little bit of sanity that I have. Like, no. you wouldn't do that. It definitely and will. Definitely will. <laughs> like, definitely, definitely will. will. And the crazy part, I remember, like, sitting in jail for five hours. Mm. And, I mean, when I say, like, not trying to be funny, like, it was probably, like, the closest thing to Orange is the New Black I've ever seen in my mm. life. Because everybody there was, like, for real, for real criminals. Yeah. And, like, they saw me come in, Target shirt still on, still have my clothes, mm. uniform still on. And they're looking at me, like, they talking to my and dad. I was like, girl, what you in here for? Yeah. And they started making little jokes. I was telling little yeah. Debbie, I'm like, right. like, dang, they come here roasting yeah. me. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then I tell them. And then I'm just like, I remember, I don't know her name. Like, I remember her face. But, like, I remember... This lady walking up to me and she like literally hugged me. She was like, It'll be okay. So, but you know how he is now. And that was it. The whole time, every time something happened, like she need to use the bathroom. She need to get a phone call. Like, and I don't have nobody to call but his line ass. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I'm like, I'm not calling my mama. Like, mm-hmm. she three hours away. She going to have a damn heart attack. Like, yeah. they're already thinking. I'm not talking. I'm not telling nobody what's exactly going on because I'm in this city by myself, and I'm not going back home to this yeah. one-stop light town. I'm like, yeah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. And so it was like all that stuff. And I remember, like, going up to the magistrate, and she asked me what's going on. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, all yeah. I know is I'm here, and I ain't got no job no more, and I don't have no one here. And she was like, I can't even get you bail because you're going to be sitting here. She's like, for something that Really ain't that big of a deal, you know? Because it was, I think it was, like, under, like, $2,000 or something. Mm -hmm. And so, thankfully for her, this whole white woman, she gave me, like, um, a bail, but she suspended it so I could leave. Mm. So, I had to sit there for four to five hours. And it was just, like, Mm. damn, girl. Like, this could have went so bad. And so, I remember, like, walking out. And he was, like, oh, I'm going to come pick you up. I'm going to pick you up. I'm thinking to myself, like... Fuck you. Like, I don't want you to come pick me up. But at the end of the day, it's like, I do. Like, I do, but I don't. Because, like, I'm scared right now. Like, I don't know what else to do. And, like, in the simple part of my mind, it's like, well, that's home. So let me just go home. You know what I mean? Like, and so it was after that, I was ashamed to say I was in a relationship Mm -hmm. like that. I was ashamed Mm -hmm. to say that. Shit got crazy, right. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. And so, like, I had people tell me, "Well, it wasn't that bad." I mean, you had an attitude. You had an attitude too, so yeah, you probably you get, didn't help ooh, it. You look. probably got on his nerves. And I'm thinking to myself, now. and I'm going through like a whole like yep. thought process of all the shit that he had done to me, mm-hmm. all the things he had told me that make me feel like I'm nothing. Yeah. Like, and it was so funny. I was like <laughs> someone telling me that. And I looked at them. I said, "So, him locking me outside in the patio in the middle of August and telling me how fat I am." And telling me that if I stay out there for two hours and let yeah. the sun melt away all that. I was like, I deserved that. Like, all I did was come home from work. And this nigga wasn't even working. <laughs> like, right. So it was just like that mindset. And it made me quiet for three to four years and I didn't want to say nothing. Because mm. it was like, well, maybe they're right. Maybe I did deserve it. Like, yeah. maybe, maybe I did, yeah. you know, irk his, mm-hmm. get on his nerves so much that mm-hmm. I did deserve. You know yeah. what I mean? All those things that happen. So a lot of times I think people don't understand Mm -hmm. what truly goes on afterwards no because getting away is just half the battle like so
1: to be clear like you are three times more likely to die once you leave yeah like i need people to really like understand that you are three times more likely to die when you leave yeah and that is real that is real fear and if you think that these women who are in these situations don't recognize this mm-hmm. or know this, they know this. Yeah. Because when someone tells you they will kill you, you take the heed to that. Because they already showed you they can. They showed you that they can. To be clear, like, we can talk about our feelings. We could talk mm-hmm. about our experiences. But statistics and data don't lie. Okay, Right? So data and statistics tell you that it's for a woman who has been murdered by a man. And I'm only speaking in that perspective Mm -hmm. not that you know same-sex domestic violence does not occur it absolutely does if a man kills a woman 98% of the time he has already strangled her before Mm -hmm. because that's how they show you that they have that power to take your life they have that power to take your life I'm going to bring you close to the edge Mm -hmm. close enough to the edge so you know what the fuck death
0: feels like and if I tell you I'm going to kill you you know Yeah, yeah, I probably will. <laughs>
1: right. And so just recently, man, it's been real interesting. Just, <laughs> just recently, and if they listen to this, it's all good. I still love you. I just have to fall back for a minute. But um, I was hanging out with some friends, um, somebody I've known since I was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about OJ, you know, because it was the anniversary or whatever. And yeah. I said, I get, you know, I get people are like, yeah, he got off, whatever. I get the reasoning behind that. I absolutely do. My argument was, there's no doubt in my mind that he abused Nicole. Oh, yeah. And they said, there's only one record of that. I don't believe that. And I said, that's how it works, though. We don't always call the police. Yes. (laughs) The police don't always file a report. Can we talk about that? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. We don't always call the police because Mm -hmm. sometimes it's easier to let them calm down Mm -hmm. than to get the police involved, which will rile them
0: up even more. Let me tell you something. When I was going through that, when I wanted to call the police, the one thing that came through my mind: I can't yep. do a I black man know. like that. I already know. exactly. You knew it because that's, that's look at that. Then, and still, through our own abuse, hey, yes. we still think of them
1: first mm-hmm. and their in their own lives. They done not threaten to kill us, mm-hmm. right? They done not abuse us. They done not told us we ain't shit. Mm-hmm. And we're still like, but I don't want to put him mm-hmm. in that situation, situation. And get killed by yep. a cop, right? Mm-hmm. How crazy is it's that? It's crazy as hell. Right? That we And still- I think about,
0: it's so funny, because you don't think about it where you're in it. Right. It's just like, I just don't want to do that. Like, right. let me just walk off. Let me yeah. drive somewhere. But when I think about it now, like, girl, you should have thrown his ass in jail. All of them. All like, of you should have done it. All and I remember them. the one time that the cop was ever called, and it was not for me, because we got the arguing at Ikea. Mm. and no white folks was not having it. Yep. And I mean, like, he kicked me out the car, took my car, and, like, drove off, left me with the damn dog. And you know you don't mess with white folks and no damn dog no, now, no, okay? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And they saw me. They were just like, oh, my gosh, I'm calling the cops right now. And so when the cops came over, and I remember, like, him pulling back up, and he looking at me like, you bitch. And I was just like, get away from me. Get away from me. Yeah. Like, I just want my car back. Like, that's right. my car. I want to go to my house. Like, this is yeah. on the north side. I live on the south side. I'm trying to get home. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. and so it was just like it was that fear that was just like I effed up, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like even if that hadn't occurred and I saw how other people was viewing it and now outside of my circle where they were just a little tainted, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because, like, they saw, like, y'all just dysfunctional, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's what they sum it up as. But when you see someone who don't know you, don't know that person, and looking at you like, girl, you need to get the hell out. Like, yeah. what is going on? You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of changed that perspective. And I thought it was so funny, and I don't know if this is something that happens a lot. You talked about him taking your bed. yeah. Same thing, Christmas yeah. Day came yeah. in, took my bag, took everything. Yeah. And I love this damn kitchen table. Like, <laughs> when I say I love that kitchen table, yeah. yeah. And that was the first thing he grabbed. And the way he looked at me was just like a high bitch. You know what right. I mean? It's so much more than just the physical of it. Yeah. It and it is. takes years and years and years to get over that. I know for me, one of the biggest things was actually looking at myself in the mirror. Mm. And not just like the general, like, wash your face, brush your teeth, and leave. Yeah. Like, literally looking, like, yeah. naked as hell. Yep. <laughs> just yep. looking like, okay. Like, I remember the first time I'd done that, I still had bruises and scars mm. left over. Mm. And I was just looking, I'm just like... Will this ever heal? Like, will Mm. will I ever be able to look at myself and love myself? You know what I mean? Because even when I get over the physical attributes of it, I still got to think about what was said to me that was instilled in me for two, three years. And then I started to believe, you know. When I was younger, I was already bullied for my Mm -hmm. weight. So it was just a confirmation that yeah. even the person you love yeah. will see the same things that these people yeah. told you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it takes a long time to get over that. Look now. It really does. Like, you know,
1: it. it I definitely did the mirror thing. Definitely mm-hmm. had to stand in the mirror. And for me, it was just like as much as, you know, he enjoyed Quotes, unquote. I'm doing air quotes, right? (laughs) Enjoyed sex with me, right? He was still, you know, he still felt like I was too sexual, Mm. you know? So for me, it was accepting that I am a sexual person, Mm. you know what I mean? And that is okay. And whatever that looks like for whomever or for me, you know, it's like you accept that. Like, you know, for me, that was a big part of it and making sure that um, I was being pleased when I'm having sex, too, you know? Mm-hmm. So my, a lot of my friends would say this. Like, <laughs> like even what I have on now, I would never have worn this with him. Looking back, because Facebook memories, right? Oh, my gosh. look let you live. Look now, <laughs> Facebook memories, looking back at what I wore then. And I did wear a lot of, like, ethnic African stuff, mm-hmm. but it still was uncomfortable for me you know what i mean mm. like i still wore it you know um and i'm still anybody know me hella pro black okay like <laughs> i'm not with the shit but it wasn't authentic you mm. get what i mean mm-hmm. like it wasn't authentic it's funny because i owned um, this whole thing on my instagram like how i gained so much weight and i'm bigger than i ever was mm-hmm. it's funny because i had gained weight while i was with him and i felt it This weight, I don't really feel. I'm like, okay, you know, I gained some weight whatever. So when I found out, I was like, oh my God, I really did, you know. (laughs) But with him, I felt that way because it was all that other stuff, Mm -hmm. you know. It was all that other baggage and all that other emotional stress. For me, it's like, I had to really shift my thinking, and I had to shift my thinking about being a mom because he constantly criticized me about being a mother. Oh, man. You know, and he doesn't Mm -hmm. have children or whatever. I don't know about now, but I know, you know, he didn't have children or whatever. And he grew up in an abusive family. You know, his father was abusive. You know, his father was brutally abusive. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You know, that's why he couldn't accept the fact that he was. I said, you accept the fact that you are abusive and we cool. No, I'm not. I said, okay, well, I'll see you in court. Really accepting the fact that I am an awesome mother, and I do, you know, he's my priority, and I instill that in him consistently, even to this day. Even before I left here, you know, he's going through some issues with his dad, and I was like, look, if you need to talk, vent, whatever, you come to me. I'm fine. We have a really open and brutally honest (laughs) relationship, like, he says all the things to me sometimes, and I'm just like, ooh. You <laughs> this know? is a lot. <laughs> this is a lot. But I'd rather it be that than his mm-hmm. whole stuff in, you know, because it was a trying time for him, and it took a lot unlearning, relearning for myself and for him, you know. I had to earn his trust again because I put him in a situation where he could not trust me to have someone around him that had his best interests at heart. Yeah. And that was hard for me. I still have guilt because mm-hmm. of that. Even now, and this is three years gone, and I still have guilt where I'm like, I will randomly still apologize to him, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. because more than me, I'm so sad that I put him in that situation. Yeah, I can't even imagine being You in that know situation. what I mean? Yeah. Ultimately, the abuse I suffered is nothing new for my family. Right, mm-hmm. my mother was abused, my aunt was abused, my grandmother was abused, my aunts were. I had fam- men in my families that were abusive. We don't really talk about right? Like, right, we yeah. don't really talk about it, you know what I'm saying? And even when I was going through something, all you know, my, I love my mother, don't get me wrong, but all she said was, Well, you know what I went through, so leave. And I needed more than that, yeah, I needed you to get on a bus. And come down here and help help me. me. You know what I'm saying? I (laughs) needed, I needed constant communication, I needed something more. But one thing I learned um, from a survivor who actually helped me my you know, when I was on crutches and he sprained my ankle. She said, No one is going to save you. You have to save yourself. No one's gonna save you. Yeah. And I realized that no one was going to save Mm -hmm. me. Nobody. Yeah. Not my friends, not my family,
0: no one. Absolutely. I had the same thing told to me. No one. It had gotten to that point where, I mean, I'm going to be honest, my friends got tired of hearing about it. Yeah. My friends got tired of seeing it. Yeah. Got tired of acting like they weren't seeing it. Right. And I remember my friends, James Rice. He is a great person. He works with Time Out Youth now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know he'd be lit. So (laughs) he told me one day, I was in a car, like, I'm so tired of this. He looked at me, he was like, you won't change this until you're tired of it. Yep. When you get tired of yeah. it, you'll make the change. There's yeah. nothing we can do to yeah. say to you. Nothing we can do. Yeah. Until you say, I don't want to do this anymore. Like I deserve better. That's when you'll change it. Yeah. He was like, When you need me, I'll be there. But yeah. I can't. I can't save you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Okay. It, it hurt then because I'm yeah. just like, So I'm really out here by myself. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's yeah. what I thought. But it clicked. It clicked one day, and I was just like, damn, Mm -hmm. he's right. Like, Mm -hmm. I have to be the one to not open that door when he come back knocking again. Like, I have to be like, no, this isn't it.
1: We don't realize that you need a plan, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we need a plan to escape this because I was lucky enough that this sounds crazy, but he wasn't extreme. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So he would never punch me in the face, even though, you know, he said, I wish this was back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, where women were abused in hiding, right? right? Because it was it was acceptable for men to control women, right? I had to realize, like, I couldn't do it on my own, but I also had to save myself. So I had to go right. to people and say, this is what I need, right? This is what I need. This is how I need you to help me. If you can do that, cool. If you can't, just let me know and I'll move on. Mm-hmm. But the hardest thing was the financial aspect of it. One of the hardest things was the financial I had to really talk to my management office. Like, I, I was behind in rent, so I had to go to crisis. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And luckily, they're like, okay, we see everything that's going on. We'll pay It'll it, you. right? Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But the, all of my bills were behind. Yeah. Because if you're paying for a portion, he barely paid half. You know, a portion. I had to get that money back, and I was working part-time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was working part-time. I kept telling myself that I need his money. I need his money. I need his money. But as soon as... I let that go. Like I don't. I don't need his financial support. Mm-hmm. The money came. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. The money came in various different ways. I honestly have to give a shout out again to Davita because she's awesome. I mean, you know, she's a <laughs> right. gem in Charlotte. She was the first person to give me a platform to even speak about it. Mm. Right. Um, it was like a fearlessness, a fearless series that she did, and. I went to actually. One oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the old dub and swat, the one in um, Plaza mm-hmm, Minwood. And yep. so um, it was like four of us on it. We all had different stories. You know, she let me talk about it. And even then, I was, I may have looked confident, but I was still like, so if I left in March, I think it's, I can't remember what the numbers are, but like that first year or so is real intense. Yes, You know, so that first year or so was real intense. Like, I constantly had to check yourself. Like, I had to look, you know, I had to constantly look behind my back. I had to constantly be really aware of my surroundings. Yeah. You know, because um, I was more likely to die then, you know. Yeah, no. And that's the scary part. And I couldn't even imagine, like, who's going to raise my son? Mm -hmm. Like, and that's why I was so adamant about. What healing looked like for me and I tried different things like I was like okay I'm gonna try yoga and it didn't work for me I, I love yoga but that didn't work for me <laughs> right but I started like running right mm. I started running a lot and exercising a lot and I don't really now but um <laughs> you know and I just was sunbathe, and I would tell myself yes consistently yes Yes, yes, you know, whatever. Should I do that? Yes, yes, you should. Should I do that speaking engagement? Yes, you should. Should I take that class? Yes, you should. You know, Mm. so that was just a big, a big part of my healing, you know.
0: After everything ended with me, I didn't, like I said, I'm here by myself. So I really didn't have that support system as far Mm. as like financial wise. So when our job ended, school ended, I was literally sitting at home the whole entire time. Like I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't being productive. I wasn't being who I was. Right. So my mom was like, you know, come back home for a while. That was the last thing I wanted Mm -hmm. to hear. But a week after she said that, my car broke down. Mm. So then I didn't have a car. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So me and my dog picked up. I was going through so much because I was on probation then too. Mm. So I had to ask permission to go back to where I'm from. And that killed me. And I was just like, how the hell am I asking someone else permission I'm a free-ass person, you know right, what I mean? Right. So I had to ask for permission to go back for four months, and they told me that four, I think it was four months and uh, six days, I had to come back to Charlotte. And they were like, if you haven't been doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're going to be locked up. And I'm mm. thinking to myself, like, what in the world so for four months all I did was walk all like twice a day my mom was feeding me you know fresh fruits and all kind of stuff and it was just like it was the best thing that could have happened to me during that time it was literally like my own little retreat for me to regain myself Mm -hmm. and figure out exactly who in the hell is Jasmine you know what I mean because for that time period I was wrapped around someone else like I had been conformed myself to what I thought he wanted what i thought that you know everyone to see for me because it's like you were happy go lucky so you got to be happy with a man right right but you don't want to tell anyone that this is what's going on i mean i lost a lot of friendships a lot of connections that i thought i had because i didn't want to ask for help yeah and during that process of being kind of secluded and coming from where i came from and coming back to charlotte it was like a a new a new chance at just life Mm -hmm. And that's how I felt. And I mean, when I say I had to start back from ground one, I went back to make a 725 Mm. at Captain D's and I worked Mm -hmm. my way up. You know what I mean? So it was Mm. just like that was monumental for me to just take a moment and just step away, get away from what I got used to. You know? Cause it was still the same apartment and even in the midst of that like when the apartment um lease ended that's when all of my secrets came to light because there was holes in the wall there was you know a, a head mm-hmm. in the wall holes and, in the wall yes mm-hmm. and i remember the first time like my mom came there and she asked me she was like why is there like a fist in your door And I was like, oh, you know what? The dog got locked in the bedroom. I had lies for days. I mean, I could come up with a lie. Like, even his mom, it was the first time I had a real bruise on my face that everyone could see. Like, they knew that I didn't have no edges, but they didn't realize I always had edges. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it it was just pulling out my hair. Yeah. So it took a long time, though. Right. To this day, I would never get micros. Because I remember that feeling of having my hair pulled. And I was just like, I would never do that shit again, you know? And so it took a while to finally come to terms with, yeah, that happened. It happened, girl. But guess what? You survived because so many people don't survive through that process. Speaking of that, I would. Yeah, I definitely want to give
1: a brief moment of silence for Aaliyah Sakina Terry, who just recently was killed by her boyfriend, who wrote a book about domestic violence. Right. Crazy. And even still, she'd still lost her life, you know, because someone was a coward. And so if we could. Did you know that
0: one in three women and one in four men, yes, men, are abused by an intimate partner? If you have any questions about your relationship, reach out to 1-800-799-SAFE or thehotline.org. Thank you. Mm-hmm. If you could talk to someone yeah. who was going through something similar, mm-hmm. what would you tell them? Oof, man. Um, gosh, you know,
1: I'm trying to think of all the things that what, what could have someone said, said, to, said me. to me yes. that would have made
0: yes. me leave? Mm-hmm. I've said that so many times myself and you know? I, nothing was gonna And it's enough. hard because
1: yeah. we deserve so much more, right? And I think that's the one thing I can say. So my, one of my best friends, you know, she said to me one time when I was locking myself in the bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. You deserve a man who, who doesn't care if you like to cook or not or if sometimes your house is messy or, you know what I'm saying, or if yeah. you wear a certain thing. You deserve a man who's going to love you wholly as you are. As you are, we deserve that Mm -hmm. unconditionally. We deserve that. And even to this day, like, I take no shorts when it comes to love. You know what I'm saying? I take no shorts at all because if I love you wholly, I deserve that too. And if you cannot give that to me, I will leave. I will leave. We can end it. You can leave. I do not have a problem with that. You deserve to love that is mind-blowing (laughs) <laughs> right mm-hmm. who what love that makes you think that you survive the unthinkable but you are here for this love and more so love for yourself too you know um, I was just about to say that <laughs> more so love for yourself but at all you know all of that work like all of that work mm-hmm. and create a plan talk to somebody about creating a plan strategically take your time but create a plan to get the fuck out of there mm-hmm to get the
0: fuck out of there. I mean, if you got to lose it
1: all, you got to lose it all. Yeah.
0: You'll get it back, then some. Yeah, legit. I remember when I used to put him out and all kind of stuff, and then I get the knock on the window at ten o'clock at night. Okay, yeah. all right, let me open the door. And it's it, it was just one moment. and I was just like, you know what? The only way this is going to work, flip the script yeah. on him, and basically become everything that he say I am. That's right. And that's what I did, and it irked him so bad. It was like, yo, you the awful girlfriend. Like, what happened to the girl I used to have? You know, I'm just all, And I was just like, I don't know, she dead. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's and it took everything out of me because that's not me. But mm-hmm. I was just like. Like, me being me, like, being the true person I am, this will continue on for years and years and years. And it won't get better. Well, you have to
1: find a new you, right? Yes, you do. You got to find a new you. Like, I I have to find a new you. Yes.
0: My new me is just ridiculous. Okay, yes. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Yeah, so savage. Yeah.
0: Um. (laughs) Because even when I, like, talk to, like, Ex boyfriends, like high school and stuff like that, they're like, "Yo, who are you now?" I'm right. like, "I'm not with the bullshit. Like, not at all. You're not coming at me with bullshit. You're not, not gonna all. belittle me. Like, you're not gonna play me. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. No. And I'm not even talking about even... playing about cheating. Right. Like, and the
1: crazy is like." I don't even attract that anymore. Exactly. I don't even mm-hmm. attract that anymore. Let's so say, that's the
0: beauty of it. I've been trying to figure out <laughs> yeah. why my sex life has been so mediocre. And I was like, yeah. because I was used to the yeah. drama fields, sexual yeah. things that was happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't healthy. Yeah. Like, of course, sex is a great girl because he yeah. won't no good. Right. Exactly. Like, he want no good. So it's like, now I'm at a different place place where yep. I'm like if I never went through that I would never been here. Yeah. You know, and it took lots of learn so much about yourself, yes. right? It takes a lot of grunt, a lot yeah. of grit to get through that shit. It really does. But you know But girl, we did. We did. Yeah we will.
1: And we will continue to do it. Like seriously. Like every time I you know talk about this or whatever, I always have people come into my inbox and I'm like, girl, it's all right. Like it's all right. Like I'ma check on you. I'm a you know what I yeah. mean? Because um I get it. Like I'm not I will never shame a woman for staying ever yep. ever that is not my place i don't want to be chained. i you know like i had a guy like i don't know if i could date you because of that i said well then don't date me mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah i'm just a part of who i am you know what i'm saying Absolutely. don't date me it's cool I'm, yeah. I'm good your sex was probably mediocre anyway and i'm <laughs> right. not about that life so yeah yeah
0: i'm telling you it's subject. definitely something sex some after is. master violence that's a whole nother topic <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know Word what you up. want but you got some limitations now yeah, come, on come on now, now. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but yeah so this is a great conversation I'm yeah. so glad you shared your story with us yeah. because it, it's real out here it is but it also like the aftermath can be great right. even if it's you by yourself even if you're single a lot of times people think after the storm you have to have this glamorous life where you run off in the sunset with a man yeah, and hit no. hell no no like I'm confident I'm yeah. secure and I'm happy that's yeah. the most important part Yeah. yeah. so yeah well thank yeah. you for being here thank girl you. I'm gonna plug myself yeah but am yeah. about plug yourself I just about like so,
1: to say so yeah um, on social media on all platforms is I am melody co that's I a m m e l o d y c o you can also follow along with um some information that I share about domestic violence I'm using the hashtag hashtag dv 365 that's just basically like domestic violence happens every day mm. right and so I try to post every day but it definitely happens every day if you are you know if you in Charlotte and you just want to talk look holler at me like I'm open to that if you are um Not in Charlotte. Slide in my inbox. Like, you know what I'm saying? And let me know if I can point you in the right direction. If we can create a plan together. I'm here for that. You know? I'm definitely here for that. There's services and there's underground shit too that goes on. So I am here for all of us being free. And whatever that free looks like. Whatever that freedom looks like. That's what I'm here for.
0: I love that. Yeah. I am definitely so. All right, y'all. All All right. Stay tuned for the next episode. (laughs)